Addiction plays hardball. He would hit me with these verbal attacks. I just said to him, I love you so much. You're such an amazing person. I can't take this ride anymore. It was the fact that dad made that sentiment and broke down. And years later, he told me it had a huge impact on him. Sometimes doing what's right for your loved one is the hardest thing to do. Karen is that right thing. Visit CARON.org slash lost. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out the bad seat, the broken eight, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad letters, bad tape, bad lie, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. So we're getting ready to go to Vegas. This is like pre-Vegas night before limo in a few hours to the Aeropuerte for that big old jet airliner. Nothing could be finer than to get up into that 40,000-mile club. Is that what they call it, Carver High? Is it 30,000, 40,000, 10,000? What is it? I think it's 30. About 30? I think, yeah. I'm pretty sure So uh, you're ready to go to Sin City. It was funny that earlier tonight, uh, Rigatoni was asking you, if you were excited to go to Vegas and you gave him a, huh? Oh, of course I'm. Ex- you're always excited to go to Vegas. There's never any time where you sit there and you say, "Oh, I can't believe that I got to get on a plane and go to Las Vegas for four days." You know, it's not anything that goes through your mind. Nothing to sneeze at. No, look. Of course you're excited to go, but. You know, you also have to remember, I mean, it, there is work involved in going. There's going to be some fun, obviously. We always have fun when we're out there, but it's the first time that we're doing a remote since we're going to Sports Grid. It's a lot more involved than what we used to do. So there's a lot of T's that have to be crossed and I's that have to be dotted when we get there. So we also do the show a lot earlier in the day now. So that's also something that's on the mind. So it's just a different element, and it's going to be the same good time that we always have there. There's no doubt about it. Do you think Boston wants to do the podcast? Yeah, Boston seems involved right now. He Happy really to wants you. to get involved in the Big podcast. Time. Do you know that he's actually been on the podcast? I do re- recall you mentioning that, that he has barked yeah. his way on. A <laughs> he has had a tirade in the yeah. morning <laughs> once when we I... trying to do it. I did a walk with him. And oh, you so took him, you took it with you. On usually, the if I get him to go on a W, then there's enthusiasm, and right. then there's generally massive barking involved. Yeah. And then did make his first appearance. That podcast, by the way, got huge ratings and a five star review, as it always should, from the minions. So I have to ask you a few questions here about this hockey team of yours. Right. So we got the pleasure of a late. Night West Coast start with a little Rado snowstorm. Yeah. Like before we go on a trip, you get a little Isles 
Rado, Pepsi can, snowstorm, little blizzard out there in the Rockies. Yeah, a little typical mid-February, early February weather out in Colorado tonight as they showed a little shot outside the Pepsi can before the game was starting. And they had some flurries on the ice, that's for sure. Boston agrees. He hasn't seen any flurries here in New York, New Jersey area, which is a good thing. Are you going to get involved? So, Are you going to get involved in the show, Boston? Are you going to get involved? Oh, oh, there you go. You're getting involved. Oh, what do you have to say? You don't like the Islanders? Nah, nobody does. It's okay. Oh, he doesn't like the Islanders. He like the Penguins? That's, that's okay. Oh, he's such a leader of old oats. So anyway, the Avs jumped out on the Islanders in the game early. little recap of what happened. Tell me what happened in this hockey game so far. Yeah, Islanders have been pretty much blitzed throughout. We're late in the first period here. With the first 12 minutes, the Islanders were absolutely blitzed in this game. It could have easily been 2 or 3 nothing Colorado early on. Islanders actually had maybe one or two good chances the first minute or two, and then a really strong 10 minutes of play. Islanders look very sloppy. And they're lucky to be down one nothing right they're now. They're on a power play now. They and are. we don't care if this broadcast comes out the day after the game. We don't care what you think. I just wanted to no, say that. No, because we're not really to, you know, talk about this game in general. We're going to talk about them as a whole. Right. Now, why don't you figure out a spot that you want to sit in, Boston, because you're just really in the way now at this point. Move. Now, go on. Move your ass. <laughs> Honest to God. Boston decided that watching the Islander game was not something that he had on the docket for you tonight. But then he stuck his ass in your face, and I'm trying to watch the game. Right. You, you were up there, and uh, And he he's gigantic. So let me ask you. That's a good defensive play. That's not yeah, a penalty. Strong play by just, Devon Taves there. That's just a strong hit right there with a little hip check. You know, letting him know where you stand right there. And that was a breakaway that he stopped. With good physical back check, I thought. Yeah. Uh, no problem there. But the power play that they've had. Is awful. It is kind of weak. And now they are going to call a penalty. They just called something on the Islanders. So there's a good way to end the power play. So I have to ask you about their problems. I don't understand how they go from winning games in D.C. and right. scoring five goals yep. to going out west and not being able to score more than one goal on a whole trip. I remember going on trips with the Thrashers where they would go four or five games with two or three goals. Right. But I've seen them play, what, four games and have one goal? This is, this this is the fourth is, game? This is the fourth game of a four-game road trip. They lost 5 nothing in Nashville, one nothing in Vegas, 2-1 to one in Arizona, and now they are down. So how does Trotz in. not get livid? And I know he doesn't say anything, really. Maybe in a room he might say, we got to do better than this one goal crap. But on the plane, because I've been on these planes, right. they don't talk. They don't sit around yeah. yelling oh, at, no. at pro players. He's sitting there with his head buried in the computer. With his know, coaches. With his coaches and trying to figure out how you change things. And let's be fair here, Scotty. Now, obviously, you know that I watch a lot of this team and I do a lot of stuff around this team. And here's what's their problem's been. And it's been their problem since the beginning of right. last year. What is it? They go into droughts like one they're in over the last four games. They're just not consistent enough in the goal-scoring department. They don't have that one guy that you can count on to get you out of a slump like that. Whereas your Crosby's and your Malkin's and your you know stars of the game, goal scoring, pure goal scorers in this game, right. uh, they don't have one. Now they have a very dynamic player in Matt Barzell, who's one of the better players in the game, but he is not a get me a goal right now, you know, he's going to score type of guy. They don't have that. Did they think that they were going to have that when 
Tavares chose well, to left. leave. Yeah. But when they lost him, that's another way of looking at it. Right. Did they think that they were going to be okay because of Barzal's skill level? And then they had a really good team in terms of talent and a little bit of depth and some D, and then they got a great coach. Is that what their thinking was? I don't think that they expected to be as good as they were last year after Tavares left. I really don't. I think that they came together as a team, and the system that Trotz brought in was great. But I think they knew they were going to have a problem scoring goals. I mean, the reason why they were as good as they were last year is they gave up the least amount of goals in the NHL. You know, they were in the bottom third in scoring. They didn't light the score sheet on fire, and they had stretches like they're having right now. They had some pockets like this even last year when they finished second in the division and had home ice against the Penguins in the first round. They had four or five game stretches where they weren't scoring goals. Now, in this one, they're not scoring goals and they're losing, whereas maybe they had a four-game stretch where maybe they'd score a goal but win a one nothing game or win a 2-1 right. game. They're not getting that right now. And one thing that they've also had a problem with this year, especially yeah. in the last month and a half, Was is... What? They lost Adam Pellick, which is one of their best defensemen. They've lost Casey Zekas now for a few weeks. They've lost Cal Clutterbuck for a few weeks. They didn't have injuries last year. They can't year. lose those guys, but they got green to make up for the— Pellick, they, that was the But the, the scoring has never been accounted well, right, for. Right, Well, those guys, not like they, they lost scores, but they lost structure So guys. they just feel like that they're getting those guys back in mid-April, no later yeah, for the so playoffs. Zekas, they're hoping to. But they don't have any problems so. making the playoffs, or are they, are they now in uh, trouble? Look, they play in the hardest division in hockey, and you look at the NHL right now, the Metro is absolutely stacked. You have Pittsburgh, you have Washington, you have the Islanders, you have Philadelphia, you have Columbus, who has struggled, Carolina. You know, six of the top 12 or 13 teams in the league all play in the Metro. You know, you look at the Islanders' points. The Islanders have more points than Colorado, I believe, going into tonight. Whereas Colorado, you know, they're going to make the playoffs no sweat in the West. The Islanders have more points than the team leading the Pacific. You know, they're just in the wrong division this right. year. It's unfortunate for them. The but that's not going to burn them, do you think? Are well, you worried? Well, look, uh, I obviously the trade deadline is Monday. They could use a little bit more scoring. They could have used a little more scoring for the last year and a half. I don't think that Columbus is as good as they've played for stretches. They've come back to earth a little bit. Right. I don't think the Flyers are the as Flyers good. The Flyers beat their ass. Now they're playing the again. Beat uh, Columbus they're playing ass, again yeah. tonight. Yes. And, and so this yeah. one's in Columbus. Yeah. So do they get even with him after getting bent over 5-1 by him? That's the same question I got for you with Pittsburgh going to yeah. Toronto tonight yeah. after beating him 11-3 in two games and beating right. him on Tuesday night 5-2. to two. Do they go up to Toronto and beat him? Tell me what you think happens in those two games, the Flyers going to Columbus and the Penguins going to Toronto yeah, tonight. I, just, I don't like Columbus's game right now. They had an amazing stretch where they went 17-2-2 two and two or whatever it was, but now they've lost five out of six, six out of seven, whatever it is, and – I think the Flyers are better than Columbus. I think that you're finally starting to see Columbus slow down a little bit from their one really hot patch of the year. I kind of like the Flyers in that game. And, but those are the two teams that I kind of feel out of this mix in the Metro. One of these teams is definitely not going to make it. You know, three teams are going to finish in the top three. There's going to be two wild cards. If it stays the way it is right now and both those wild cards come from the Metro, one of these teams is going to get left out. I'd lean Columbus right now. Because I don't see anybody in the Atlantic that would get one of those two wild cards. So, and I think that the Penguins will whack the Leafs again. The Leafs are having, again. The Leafs have a big problem right now. They have a huge problem. And some of they it's in a, goal. They have a goal problem. He may be injured, Anderson. They He's playing a, injured. They have a confidence problem. 
They have a leadership problem. Front office problem. They have a front office problem. They have a fan problem. Fans are turning on. They have a lot of problems right now. It is ugly. Do you think John Tavares is taking his bed sheets off and changed them to normal colored uh, bed sheets? It is what it is. I mean, this was one of the things when he left the Islanders and he went to Toronto. You know, there was one thing. Everybody made a huge deal. You know, you're going home and you're going to play at home. But you know this about that city. The pressure. The pressure of playing playing in a city. Where they haven't won the cup in, what is it now, 60 years, 57 years? Since 1967. Whatever it is. You're talking about the type of pressure that just, you could be the hometown boy. 56 years. You could be the hometown boy. You could be all that stuff. Don't matter. If you don't deliver immediately in that town. You remember, they're paying four guys half their salary cap. Four guys. Right. They're paying Marner, Matthews, and Nylander half of their salary cap. Okay. So it's got the Chicago Blackhawks disease. Yeah, but here's the problem. The Chicago Blackhawks got that disease after they won. After they won the Cubs. They paid guys after they won the Cup. And, uh, so and now Toronto can't sniff it. They're paying guys before they won, and now they're going to be in a big situation. And who now. has more space in their heads, the Bruins or does the well, Clippers have more space in the Lakers' heads? Who's got more oh, penthouse the Bruins, space? The Bruins, 1,000%. What they do to the Maple Leafs, that's not touchable, I don't think. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Let's get into some history here. Tonelli and Goring having their jerseys retired. Now, my only question is simple. How in God's name have those two not had their jerseys retired? It's 2020, for Christ's sakes. Is this something I'm missing? Has it already happened? Are they doing it again? Is this the first time? They haven't retired. Is it hard to get your jersey raised in the Nassau Coliseum because of how great they were? This has caused a lot of controversy, actually. My God. The fans, I'll tell you why. How long has it been? The 70s and 80s? They haven't retired a jersey since 2001. That was the last time they retired. That was when they had Trottiers. Why is that? I mean, come on, dude. but, But think about the names that are up in the rafters for the New York Islanders. Now, they won four straight Stanley Cups in the early 80s. They had dynasty team that, you know, 19 straight playoff series wins, the whole Glory. Deal. Glory, all that stuff. So the only numbers that were have been up there for the last 20-plus years. Bossy. Bossy. 
Potvin, Nystrom, Gillies, Billy Smith, and Trottier. All six are deserving and fair. All six are hockey hall of famers. You know, now listen. You know more than me about the Islanders, right? But I grew up watching Tonelli and Goring and all of them. Now. The role that Butch Goring has had. Now, to me, Tonelli's been invisible. But for me, Goring is every night of your life. I'm watching him right now. That's why you. The guy travels with the team. The guy broadcasts the games. He's in touch with the fans. Coach in the late 90s. I mean, are you kidding me? This guy deserved to have already had his jersey lifted. That's just disgraceful. Here's where. Here's where it, it becomes a. You know, the line kind of gets drawn. Why? What is it? No, no, I'm just going to say, you know, you look at those six guys that have already been up there, and you look at the rosters of the four Stanley Cup winning teams, and there was clearly, after those six guys, you know, a bit of a divide. You know, those guys were the main guys, the the all-time greats, and when you add now one of the other pieces to that dynasty and give them a jersey retirement, you have now opened the door to say, why shouldn't this guy, this guy, this guy, this? There was never a case to go Who's beyond left? those six. There, They're the last there's, two. There's other guys that you know people will start to make cases for on there, but you're right about Butchie in one thing, and I know Butchie. I, I've done stuff with Butchie. He's a great guy, and, right. and he's been a part of you know, this team in other aspects since the dynasty years, whether it be as a scout, whether it be as a coach, and now for these last 10 plus years as a broadcaster, being such a huge part of the team. Whereas Tonelli, you know, there was actually a long period of time where Tonelli had like a bit of a freeze out with the organization, you know, and this new ownership group is kind of brought back in all the old Islanders and things like that. So both guys, I do believe, deserve it. John Tonelli, are you kidding me? You can't even. You know. You can't even sell me that BS. I don't care who you are in terms of fans, what team, NHL or otherwise. You cannot tell me that Tonelli and Goring don't deserve to have their jersey retired. That is a disgrace that they haven't had it done yet, but at least they're doing it now, for Christ's sakes. Thank God they finally... Well, it took you know, a long time. Whose idea? Can you, you know it had to be. Well... It had to be Lou that Lou said, it's, not, it's it disgraceful. Was, it, this, what is going on here? It started when the, when the new ownership took over a few years ago, which is John Ledecky... And Scott Malkin. Right. They, they took over the team from Charles Wong. And they're not afraid to spend money on getting a sniper, are they? Because they need one Monday. They're not afraid to spend money. That's a whole other conversation. What sniper's available on Monday? Well, Who's available? Nobody's available. But we got to find one. That There's got to be one out there. Well, they tried to give Panarin $13 million in the summer. Right, and, but and he, he wasn't no. going to go there. So, But just to get back to them for a second. So they came in with this new philosophy. They wanted to welcome the alumni back into the right. back into the team. There had been some disconnects with a lot of guys. So they come in. Why? They have an alumni weekend now every year in October. All They invite every former player to come to the this big event that they do. 
So they've kind of. Do they do the dad's trip too and I, all that? Uh, every team does that now. That's a different. So game why was there a disconnect? I, I think that some players didn't like. You know, the Islanders went through a lot of different ownership changes after the mid '90s. Uh, whether it be the so guy the old guys lost respect. Some of the old guys lost respect. They didn't like the way they were treated. They didn't like other things. A lot of things happened that kind of turned a lot of guys right. off. You know, they've had fights, whether it be Tonelli, LaFontaine has had issues. You know, a lot of guys have had issues with things that have gone right. on with the organization. These guys have come in, embraced the alumni. They want everybody involved. They're building a beautiful new building at Belmont Park that they right. that they're absolutely flying through. I drive by the thing and they've already Have got you like seen it? the base of it is already, you know, around and really? I mean and they model When you that. drive by and see it, does it like get you like uh do you get goosebumps or do you get uh, horny it is or anything? Exciting because when you grew you've up waited. around you've been an Islander fan your whole life, you never thought you'd see the day where they're gonna get their own brand new spanking building built just for them. And they've modeled that there's two new buildings in the league that, uh, you know, their people went and looked at these two buildings and they're and modeling which after it, which is the T-Mobile in Vegas right. and the Little Caesars in Detroit, which is a brand new right. building too. So they've kind of went to those. Do you think it'll help others. Belmont Park having it there? Um, you think that'll bring that thing back to life I, or I no? I think it just helps that whole area. I don't know right. if anybody's going to go to the horse track. But are they going to build? Or... What are they going to have? All kinds of restaurants yeah, and everything. Yeah, there's going to be a village, a little uh, retail village, and they're putting a well, railroad stop there. They're... Bars yeah, and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to do all that stuff there. So it's going to be really good. For so them, all right. Yeah. So uh, they're building the arena. The yeah. alumni guys are are starting to sniff uh, positive things. Right. They're getting back into it a little bit. Yeah. And now they're doing this, raising the banners. Right, which will be Friday night they're doing Tonelli, and then next Saturday. And then does that grab all the other guys that have had a disconnect or an upset feeling about the team? Yeah, no, I think that a lot of guys are happy about it. And it took a couple years. They said that these two guys were – it was in the works for a couple years. And I remember talking to Butch right when it happened and – I was kind of like, did you have any idea that this was going on? And and Butchie was just like, I really, you know, the way it had been kind of talked about, but I didn't know if it was ever really going to happen. So Butch was really happy. So how does he feel it. now? He's ecstatic. He can't wait for next Saturday. I mean, it's going to be a huge moment for him. I'm going to go out there that day for a two. I'm going to go check it out for Butchie's thing. It's going to be a really good day. So let me ask you this question. When you look back to the other night when we were sitting there getting ready to go to Vegas, and we were watching the game, and then we changed the channel. We saw Duke taking it in the rear. God. Are you kidding me? Like, did you even dream? Because I had NC State in the eight and a half. I thought it was a sucker bet. Right. I took the number in Raleigh. I thought Duke would win the game. I tried to middle it. Well, I thought Duke would win. I didn't like the number But either. I liked the spread. I mean, you so got to be kidding me. I actually, that night, I put in before. You know, we were at FanDuel I doing mean, the show. Could you believe the stuff we they were seeing? Getting, the steals they, they and dunks and threes. Absolutely routed, and I actually didn't like the line either. But I thought Duke would win the game. So what I did that night was, I actually threw in a little two-team uh, money line parlay. So I had Villanova, who was playing uh, and crushing, you know, DePaul. They rolled, and then that was easy money, Ferrellanova. 
So I put Ferrella Nova and Duke together in a little money line parlay, saying I don't really like the NC State line, but you know I think they're going to win the game. And man, did they get whacked! I mean, you talk about getting whacked. They got. I mean, I, I have never. I, I can't even remember the last time I saw them get beat like that. Yeah, they got they got rolled. They got absolutely. Worked. I mean, honestly, just... when can you remember ever seeing them go down like that? And then the same night, uh, Cincinnati lost in double overtime to yeah, Central Florida. UCF. Everybody got burned on that ticket. Yeah, everybody did. I mean, that was unbelievable. Awful, just absolutely awful. I gotta getting, tell you, getting worked by NC State. You know, just. Uh, just I hit that Tulane spread me. over SMU. And then, uh, but BC didn't cover that number. They lost by 13. They were getting 11, remember, against uh, Virginia? Yeah. And uh, Providence did beat Georgetown. Utah State blew out Wyoming that night. I was just looking at some of the scores from the night before we left. Memphis won. They didn't cover against East Carolina. Georgia Tech ended up winning that game against Wake. How about A&M winning in Tuscaloosa? That was big. They were getting 11. They won outright. And then... You know what? And he's done a nice job there. I'll I'll say this. You know, Buzz Williams goes down to Texas A&M. It's a football school. You know it. I mean, football's king down there. And he goes and takes that job. And he did the same thing. You know, he went and took a job at Virginia Tech where it's a football school. And he turned that team around. He made them a tournament team. Now he goes to Texas A&M. I'm not saying they're going to make the tournament this year, but I think they were picked to finish like 13th or 14th in the SEC this year. He's done a really nice job at uh, Texas A&M in his first season. God, I still can't believe what I saw. I mean, I was just blown away at everything. And then I think, you know, how about the Rangers? They won in Chicago. They haven't been that uh, bad of a hockey team. And here's the other thing. I Like, that night, I you know, I, I liked the under in that game. It was six and a half. And the game was kind of flowing along at a nice under pace. And then both teams scored a bajillion goals in the third period and actually destroyed that on me. So... That was a very strange game. Rangers have played well. They really have. They've played a lot better lately, especially, you know, last two months pretty much. So anyway, I know you're getting excited. Uh, yes. We got to head to the airport, so I think I need to go drop a yam. All right. Enjoy that. All right. Thanks so much. I really appreciate your time. Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash dunk to learn more. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you, because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. 
we can laugh, man. We we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're in Vegas, finally, at the MGM, and we're setting up shop in the media center. I'm here with Ryan from SportsGrid. It's Hernsiar, yeah. I'm just glad I got it right. You did. The pronunciation's uh, the hard part. Carver High is here. We'll just get a hello from him. How's it going? He's very angry, which is awesome because when he gets lit up and he's angry, he performs at a higher level. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. All right, so we managed to lug, what would you say, close to, you know, 750 pounds worth of stuff into the MGM from the Aeropuerte. Sounds about right. Let's talk about the beginning of our day at four in the morning. At four in the morning in New York, we went to the Aeropuerte, and what happened was you went to the economy check-in, and I went to Premier check-in. And when I went to Premier check-in, everything went smoothly. We were done in two minutes. Is that about right? That's pretty much the sum of it. And so then when I said, where are you? You said, I am on level two. And I said, is that economy? You said, yes. I said, all right, we'll be right down. When I got down there, what happened? We're walking to find you amongst 7,000 animals. It was like being in a cattle herd, was it not? It's different worlds from those two floors. The floor I was on was pristine. No one was there. They were at tension. They did whatever you needed. They jumped. They ran. They. I'm surprised they didn't give me fruit and coffee, but with the economy check-in, it was like we were cattle. Is that about right? That's pretty much sums it up. When we went to the counter to deal with your boy Angel, let's call him Angel, (laughs) Angel had a problem with our baggage tickets. You had purchased heavy baggage tickets. Is that not right? You had purchased for $150 heavy bag tickets. Exactly. So here's the thing, Scott. They went and weighed every single thing. They weighed every single thing before they had me pay for this. Right, of course. And as you know, you caught up to me afterwards. We were sitting on the line, tells me, oh, this is heavy, we can't, Right. we have to do this again. So you weighed it. You had Angel in the corner weigh it, and then you sent me to the corner. Right. So another... So, so, but the bottom line is, is that they knew when they charged you $150, they knew that it was going to be a heavy shipment. So they charged you $150, but they had not charged you yet for the giant signage. The signage poles and bags each weighed roughly 40 pounds. Is that about right? It's probably about right. So then they started charging us more money. That ended up being another $75. Is that right? Yep. Okay, so now we've got 150 and we've got 75. So now we're at 225. Is that right? Then the guy, Angel, said that your suitcase bag, which was the biggest bag we could buy at Walmart yesterday, ended up weighing 58 pounds, which was also a heavy bag. And then Angel decided to charge us another heavy bag fee. Is that about right? That's pretty much what had happened. So then we were up to essentially roughly $300. 
That's what it ran up So at. then, once we did that, then the real problem started. We had tags for every bag. We paid $300 for heavy bags. All the bags were tagged and we're ready to go. And what happened? Angel started weighing things again. Yeah. Angel is a male organ. He is a giant male of, of the month organ club. His male organ has now been rated the top male organ of the month club because he's such a male organ. I hate Angel's guts. Angel was a pain in my ass. I hope Angel has the worst day Worst weekend, worst life ever, because we had already paid $300 for all of the G-damn heavy bags, and we were ready to check them and go to Las Vegas. Is that not about what happened? He definitely gave us the Newark airport tax, for sure. So then he proceeded to tell us that the tags were wrong, that they were not correct, and he would not take the bags. And that was when I started, let's just say, losing my temper, because we were out of time. Our flight was leaving in 20 minutes. Is that not about right? That's pretty much it. We missed breakfast. So I said to the lady, I said, I need to talk to someone else. So I went to this other lady. Let's call her fat lady number one. <laughs> fat lady number one told me, and I had to be nice because if you're not nice to fat lady number one, you end up in jail. Yeah. Is that yeah, not that's, accurate? That's, that's not where we wanted to but be But with today. fat lady number one, I said to her, ma'am, respectfully, with all the respect in the world, I love you, and I have to be nice saying, I've already paid $300 in heavy tag fees. Yeah. All of these bags have been tagged. They're in your system as heavy bags. Why are you not taking my heavy bags that I paid $300 for? Did I not say that to her? You did, which then she proceeded to just start handing me a bunch of different tags. She started switching things around. Started taking off the tags. It was chaos. And then she wanted to charge you more money. In the end, Another lady, let's call her short lady number two, came along and started saying that she had done it correctly and that we were all wrong. Yeah. So the original tickets that were on the bags were right and that the tags that Angel, the male organ of the month club, put on there were wrong. And then fat lady number one said that we needed all new tags and needed to charge us again. We were not going to be charged again because I was losing my temper. Is this about right? That's right, and uh, the fat lady was not singing today. So the fat lady, even though I was nice to her, she never called the popo to put me in jail because I was never mean or insulting to her. Is that right? That's right. So if I'm not mean and insulting to the fat lady at the airport that doesn't like me and I'm nice to her, she was able to let me talk to short lady number two and try to figure out our problema. Is that not about right? That's about right. So eventually... We got the right tags on the bags, and we were able to get the bags into the airplane. And we went to security, and what did I do? Did I not sneak you in through the premier access? So from my perspective, you had told me to come in there and you were gonna roll through like a boss, and I was not prepared for it. And you said, meet me at premier. Do you think it was because you didn't trust me? I know you like me. We've worked together several times now, and you find me funny and a blast. Why all of a sudden do you not follow that I'm funny and a blast, and we want to have fun and have a blast, and instead you decide, I'm going to go through economy and screw over cool Pharrell. At what point did your body tell you, I'm not going to listen to him, I'm going to do something else? So... 
it was 4.30 in the morning. I was not clearly thinking straight. You were confused. I, I was confused. I was But a they had bit... forced 500 pounds of crap on you, they and did. it was all on you, and you were under a tremendous strain. And then 15 minutes into my debacle, you had already checked in, checked your bags in. I was ready to take you, you to were breakfast. Ready to, yeah, you were ready to go. And I was We were going to the Garden City Diner for a stack of pancakes. I was talking to Fat Lady Number 1 still. So eventually, we got everything accomplished, and we made it through the rich people line. And the rich people line was fantastic. We never waited for anything. It was. Except for the lady that took our tickets and checked our licenses to stop sneezing her hantavirus on us. Did you see her sneezing and wailing her sneezing hanta on us? Did you see her doing it? I did. And normally I don't like those. What are those things that everybody wears? Masks. Like masks the giant masks. Yeah, I, I felt in that moment I wanted one. She needed a mask because she was sneezing on us. And yeah. she was giving us the hantavirus. She was trying to get us sick and kill us. Yeah. That lady, I hate her too. I hate short lady number two and I hate fat lady number one and I really hate Angel. Can I just say that one last time how much I hate all those people but we got through and then we went to our plane and then Carver High had to sit on a plane with a kid kicking his chair. Did you want to kill the kid kicking your chair? Yes. Kid was what? Annoying. He wanted to punch him in the face, which I rooted for. Also, the guy next to you was fat, and he thought he would take over the center console to the left and right by being the big guy in the middle, thinking he was Chuck in charge. Took the whole thing over. Carver High could not sleep on the entire flight. Thus, Carver High is on edge. I'm on edge for a lot more than that. But we have hockey tickets. We sure do. That's all that matters. Now we got to the MGM, and what did I do? I greased Steve. Steve the Bellman. Once you give Steve the Bellman a stack of cash, Steve does whatever you want him to do, which was wheel all of our stuff to the media center. How did that work out? It seemed to have worked out well. I think it went pretty well. He just took it and... Uh and got it here. So now you're here and you have your credential and you're in the building and are we still waiting for these guys to finish their show? We are still waiting for the Los Angeles Aeroporto. I do not like that station. I do not like that show. (laughs) I want to say I wish ill will on all of them. I hope their show tanks and they get horrible ratings. Carver High is losing his mind. He wants to get everything set up and hooked up so we have no problems. Back at ground control number one, which would be the headquarters, the World 34 Studios in Midtown Manhattan of Sports Grid. Absolutely. We're waiting on that. So how do you like being in this room full of media people and stars and television personalities and radio people? Finally, for the first time ever, you have popped your cherry and you are no longer a virgin, even though it's your virgin voyage to Vegas. I feel good about it. So, you know, I accidentally did a drive-by on the show if anybody was catching in-game live yesterday. Right. So Scott called me out on it. I am a Las Vegas virgin. But now that you're here, you feel loose. I feel a little loose. Yeah, I feel a little better about it. I feel like... What do you think uh, of the MGM? It's like a city. It is. We got Top Golf in here. And then we have a giant media center, and it appears that they have free coffee and tea and water, which is better than prison. It's definitely better than prison. You know, they actually roll out lunch and dinner in here, too, I think, for the most part. I could be wrong. 
They have box lunches, and they are awful. It is a sandwich with an apple. There's nothing worse than having a ham sandwich with an apple and a bag of chips that suck. They're not expensive Doritos that are awesome. They give you chips that suck. Is there anything worse than chips that suck with an apple? Not that I can think of. No. It's pretty bad. So I will not eat here. Well, you've done a great job getting us here. Now all you have to do, Ryan, is hook everything up and make sure that it works. You'll be under massive pressure to perform at a high level and get everything hooked up. And I believe in you. I think it'll work. I think you will do a great job, and we will be on the air in a couple of hours. So God bless you, and welcome to your virgin voyage of Vegas. You, my friend, have now been baptized. You are the man. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to in-game live. Looking forward to coast to coast. And, uh, and the hookers. And the hookers. <laughs> and uh, some alcohol. And, uh, and alcohol and gambling. <laughs> Ryan Hernciar has officially landed at the MGM. And we are here and we are not in trouble yet. But we will be in trouble soon. And everyone loves Pharrell on a Bench podcast. Check out. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Building up to the shows from the MGM and the Media Center. And here she comes now, Tracy Bowden. Here she comes. She's been under a tremendous strain. She has run the entire operation with Judy. Judy, what's your last name, Judy? Pacone. Judy Pacone, a mafia name from Long Island. Her entire family is mobsters, and they've killed thousands of people over the years. Don't say anything. Now, Tracy, um, now that you've pulled it off and there's 5 million media members here and everyone's stoked and excited and happy and getting their broadcasts off and there's Spanish-speaking broadcasts, there's German-speaking broadcasts, there's English from Manchester and London, there's ESPN, there's Fox, there's Sky, there's SportsGrid. You excited to have SportsGrid here? A betting network talking about betting on the fight? All I cared about was having Scott Farrell here. How did you pull off having all these people in this room and no one yet has punched each other in the face? No idea. There's a lot of celebrities here, a lot of powerful people, very popular people. Yes, there are. Hopefully the fighters will be coming through soon. Judy, I'm going to talk to Bob Arum. And he is the godfather of boxing. He's coming on my show on Coast to Coast today. What do you think of them apples? He's amazing. He's a legend. Now, you and I have gone out a lot after fights and before fights, and we've seen Spandex Nation together. Yes, we did. That was awesome. You have danced with me after fights until the cows come home. Yes, we did, and we went for a swim, too. We've gone skinny dipping. Ooh, yes, we did. And we have watched you drink 700 shots of vodka. Ooh, yes, tequila, actually. And we have traveled all over the country to fancy hotels and big cities to see fights. Yes, we have. Do you like going to Vegas the most? Yes. Yes, I do. Now, when the fights are in New York, you could, like, care less. Nah. It's like going down the street. Yes, that's it. Who do you think is going to win the fight, Wilder or Fury? Wilder. My money's on Wilder. Now, when we go to the fights, tell people how many boxes of popcorn Pharrell eats. Ooh, way too many. It's so many that when he smiles, it's kernels. Kernels all in my teeth. That kernel smile. 
What do you think of my new glasses? I love them. The clear look is brilliant. Now, tomorrow I'm going to wear the Gucci's. I got two pairs in case you don't like these. Oh, Gucci. No, I like these. These are my Maui gems. I love Maui. I have sunglasses, too, that are purple, and they also are a prescription, and chicks dig them. Ooh, I can't wait to see those. So, let me ask you. Are you surprised that I'm wearing a blazer now doing my show? Oh, yes. A blazer with shorts? How awesome does that look? But, I mean... I have my basketball skivvies on still and my high top, so I stayed true to myself. Absolutely. Always do. So, how does your hotel room look this trip? Every time I go to your hotel room to see you guys, it's a tornado. Actually, this time around, it's just a little hurricane. <laughs> a little mini cat fire. <laughs> that's, that's it. Category two. <laughs> so, now that everything's been pulled off, you got to be happy with what you've done. Absolutely. You guys are the best in the business. Yes, we are. Tracy Bowden has asked me to come aboard, and I absolutely am having a great time. What does your family think of you always leaving to go to boxing events? Bye. Have fun. Nice knowing you. <laughs> yes. When, when do you come back? Okay, good. So we can make sure the house is clean. And then you have to, like, let your hair down and get crazy and wild with Pharrell. Yes, absolutely. Can't wait. Looking forward to tonight, tomorrow night, and fight night. All right, Judy. Great job. I love you. Love you back. All right, there you go. The podcast is now had on Tracy and Judy. Very exciting. Now I'm watching Ryan Hinciar getting ready for the broadcast. He's been under so much pressure today. People have been cussing at him. They've been yelling at him. They've been screaming at him. They have been torturing him. He had to fly here with 500 pounds of equipment and set up. The broadcast for television for the first time ever on SportsGrid. He was able to get cameras set up. He was able to get audio set up. He was able to get lighting set up. He was able to connect to New York after they were screaming that he wasn't able to connect. But he did get connected. And we win and they lose. That is the end game. They didn't think that we would get it done, but we did get it done. They didn't think that we would get on the air, but we did get on the air. They didn't think that we'd accomplish anything, but we accomplished everything. Carver High is back and looking pristine as ever. Let me ask you a couple of questions in the build-up to the shows, Carver High. You look fantastic in your stars and stripes blazer. Hey, how's it going? You went up to Pharrell's room to get ready. You have been unable to have a shower. You are not clean because you've been busting your ass. That's very true. This is obviously a lot different, like we've said in the past, than other setups that we've had, but I think we're ready to go, and let's just do it. Mafia is going to be so impressed and proud of you Good. because you have pulled it off without a shower, without food, with food, flight. Sleep, no, everything. You no did deal. it. You got on here, and they doubted you. Okay. No one thought we would get on the air. Ryan made it happen. You made it happen with Ryan. Ryan made it happen. You and Ryan are now friends. Yes. Ryan wants to find a gigantic blunt. Ryan wants to go drink. what he's going to do during the hockey it's game. It's legal here. <laughs> I know. I told him. He wants to find chronic. <laughs> And we are going to accomplish that. That is not going to be a problem. So Carver High's got on his Stars and Stripes blazer. I'm wearing my Masters blazer. The broadcast will go off without a hitch, hopefully. There's a lot of people in the room. Everyone and their brother is here. All the networks are here. All the radio people are here. All of my friends in radio are here. None of my enemies are here, but if they were, I would get in a fight with them just for fun. We're going to try to get good guests on the show for you over the next couple of days. 
See what kind of trouble we can get into. This has the atmosphere of one of the big fights, one of the gigantic fights that we've seen in Vegas. Tons of media, everyone acting important and getting involved in the broadcast of this huge pay-per-view event. The event will be on Fox, pay-per-view, the Fox app, ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Top Rank and ESPN are in bed with Fox and PBC. It is an unbelievable liaison that they were able to pull off working together and cooperating with one another and having a broadcast and sharing the rights. I have now seen it all. Mafia and the crew are back in New York. They were very worried that we would not be able to finish off the deal and get on the air. Everyone was wondering where we were. They started texting us. They started calling us. Then they started yelling at us. It didn't matter because we were under tremendous pressure and we performed under pressure. And they got the broadcast up and then we finally returned their messages. Now I'm listening to them and they're still going at it. I have to ask Ryan a couple of questions. How have you been able to pull this off, Ryan? I have no idea. Who are you on the phone with? We're on the phone with uh, Sports Grid tech people. And is there suits on the line as well? I believe so. Hey, what's you up? You need to tell them that we win and they lose. So, so are you getting... We win and they lose. <laughs> Screw you. Carver High now yelling at me. Everyone's yelling at me. It's unbelievable. I do want to ask one question of the technical genius behind all of these broadcasts in the room, my friends that run the entire operation. I have seen it all. Here he is, Joe Sands. Joe, I have to ask you a couple questions here. How have you managed to deal with this insane asylum with a clean, crisp broadcast from all stations, television, radio, and otherwise? Severe medication. I believe you. What do you think of the fact that Pharrell was able to get on television today and he's never done it before? I think it was long overdue. We pulled it off and they doubted us. They did, but now they know. The station that was on before, you let me have that blue cord I was going to punch in the face. Yep, and you would have strangled with him, him around the neck with the cord right after that. Yes, and then I would have dragged him out in the back and beaten him and stomped on his face. The only thing missing was an 896-pound desk. That's what we need. If it would have been 900, you would have allowed it. <laughs> it was underweight. But the elephant would have been over the 800. I tried to ship an elephant and two hookers to the event, and it did not go over well with the MGM. In fact, the CEO quit his job this week over it. The elephant had on a six-foot trunk, just for the record. Joe Sands, Desert Sands Productions. We've been doing this together for 30-plus years. I'm like one of the oldest dudes here, like in terms of your relationship with all these broadcasters, yep. right? Yep, got back to the I'm Jerry like original. Jerry Cutner days. So like I'm, I'm an original. Like I'm like polished gems. Yes, you're the original. No equal, no duplicate. Touch me. Do you think that, are you surprised that I'm still here after all these years and all these fights? You're still standing. Who are you taking in the fight, Joe? You don't care. I, th I think it's going to be another draw. Another draw? <laughs> so that they have a trilogy to make more money? Yeah, yeah. Every draw brings more and more fights, and, more and more money. And more business for you. Yeah, and more business for me. I've got money in on it. So you're finally staying in the hotel for the first time in 10 years. Yeah, yeah, about 10 years. Do you want to use one of my hookers that I brought? Sure, why not? Send her up. I will. Now, there are a lot of famous people here. How many egos are in the room? Out of 10, give me a high rating of 8, 9, 10. Are egos at a premium? The egos are at a 
10.5. Did you ever think that you would see me in a blazer doing anything? No, and when you came in with a tuxedo yesterday, I was astounded. I was not here yesterday, but I'll do anything you say at this point, Joe, because you gave me the blue cord to kill people. The uh, magical blue cord that causes a blue face from lack of oxygen and total asphyxiation. I love working with you, Joe. Thank you. All right, Scott. Good to see you. All right. Hey, one last question for the Desert Fox. Here he is. You were able to get Pharrell on TV today. Who are you? I am Pharrell, and you are the Desert Fox. TV, aren't you a radio guy? I am, but I am lying to everyone and pretending to be on TV because I'm wearing a blazer. But I'm pitting out right now. Yes, you are. I'm nervous. I have no idea what to say. I was yelling, and I started sweating. I have to go now. I only need 40 more seconds of you. Were you worried that we wouldn't get on the air? Three. Why am I on TV? Because they paid me way more money than radio. That's a great reason. That is why I took the job. Nice. Hold on, I have to go. Thank you, Desert Fox. How about those 49ers? And I'm going to the hockey game tonight. I'll see you there. All right. Five minutes till we go on the air. Carver High has been yelling at me all day. Yes, let's go. Yes, let's go. So there you go. A chance to spend a day with Pharrell before he goes on TV, getting in trouble with everyone, causing trouble. I am trouble. My middle name is trouble. I hope you enjoy the FharrellOnTheBench.com broadcast, and it is not the FharrellOnTheBench.com broadcast, but that's where you go to get my picks. Pharrell on the Bench podcast is the greatest thing ever. Shake out who. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Hey everyone, it's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I, we get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. Hey, it's going to be your church and your turn up. So listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.